If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey guys, Larry here from Game Dev Unchained. And before we get into the episode, I just wanted to raise a little bit of awareness about two really cool websites. I'm sure you've heard of one already, and I'm sure you've heard of the other. So let's just get right into it. The good folks over at 80.LV always hitting you up with the best information and breakdowns on how to do awesome stuff in video games. Two articles I wanted to quickly highlight, one being a level designer myself. They have the level design of Tacoma. Obviously, we've had lots of information on our podcast about the development of Tacoma. And if you want to go even further in depth and learn how they handcrafted some of these level experiences, you can go over to 80.lv and check out the level design of Tacoma article. And a second one that I actually thought was really interesting was environment building with purchased assets. So somebody basically took the time to go to the asset store, buy a ton of asset packs, uh, Vessel and Efronov, Efremov, excuse me, basically took 12 or 13 different asset packs and built this incredibly beautiful looking neon kind of futuristic cyberpunk-esque maybe Blade Runner kind of scene and it's just absolutely stunning and you too can learn kind of what they went through to put this all together pick up a couple of tips and trips tips and tricks on how to do this in unity so definitely go check that out as well Again, 80.LV is giving you guys some of the best content on the web for people who are interested in learning more about how the pros develop video games or make really fantastic art. I can't be more happy to recommend them as a resource to you. So that is one. The other one is we're actually in talks with Polycount to, you know, just do a little cross promotion. Polycount heard about us. They're like, yeah, you guys are pretty cool. We'll talk about you. And in return, we're talking about them as well. Please, if you hear this and you haven't been to Polycount in a while, definitely go over there and check out what they're doing. There's some really great stuff. They're going to be doing some pretty big news pretty soon. Actually, by the time this episode goes out, it should already be announced. So whatever their biggest piece of information is, I told you so. (laughs) All right, guys, let's get to the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all over the globe, the world, wherever you happen to be while you're listening to me, this is Larry Charles, one half of the Game Dev Unchained podcast team. That's right, we're a tag team world champion podcast. No one is coming for this belt. And you know, I would not do this alone. I gotta tag in my partner, my running mate, Mr. Wham Bam Renefan. Hey, what's up, every guy? Hey, every what's guy. Everybody, what's this up, is every Bre- guy. Every <laughs> guy. Uh, this is Brandon Bam, and yes, this is, this is the Tag Team Spectacular. We're so good at tag teaming that uh, we have no opponents. It's just us today. Uh, just talking about the next generation of game development, right? Uh, we feel like it's an appropriate time, and uh, Larry, why don't you introduce us to our topic Yeah, so in talks about the next generation of gaming, we are recording this, and 14 minutes ago, 
the Xbox One X was released into the world. So this is a Monday night. It's 11-6-2017 that we're recording this. 9-14 p.m. California, which means it's 12-14 a.m. Uh, on the East Coast. And now the Xbox One X is available everywhere. This is not an advertisement. This is just a setup. Because one of the big things that they're promoting and talking about with the Xbox One X and also PS4 Pro is the reach to 4K gaming. And we, we hinted and talked about this a little bit in previous episodes but we're dedicating this entire episode to reflecting on the future of game development for consoles for the next five years uh what we can expect as consumers what we can expect as developers and i'm putting on my swami hat to make some great predictions and hopefully five years from now you'll forget everything i said <laughs> in case i'm yeah. wrong and if i'm right you heard yeah, we feel like it's right uh, we feel like it's an appropriate time to start talking about this. I mean, we spent a few round tables talking about what the next generation of game development is. You know, is console on its way down? You know, mobile market like exploding. You know, but it's like a, a fight between the titans, basically. Uh, VR is uh, new; it's pioneering uh, new sectors of the game development world as well as entertainment. But uh, you know, where where is game development going? A lot of the Friends that we talk to, and a lot of what we're seeing when we're looking at uh, what's out there, has been pointing to either uh, you know either mobile market exploding uh, to where it, you know companies um, valley type of startups like they are more modeled towards uh, what you would typically find at companies like Facebook, Google, you know, where they have unlimited vacationing or they have, you know, paid lunches, uh, dinners, you know, it's not like the typical game development uh, type studios. And what you typically find in these would be more kind of younger, more, uh, you know, more work-life balance, Basically, people who will never know what punching means. <laughs> <laughs> the new generation is that a positive thing? I it sounds so. like it. Yeah, uh, I hope so. Um, are we going to miss out on anything where consoles, you know, have brought us this far? So the Xbox One X, what to me at least the significance of it is that it really does feel like the end the mark of the end of the console, you know, they're, they, they've given up mm-hmm. as far as like trying to incrementally upgrade consoles for you to buy every five years. Like, uh, let's just skip ahead five years uh, or 10 years of the next two cycles and just make the best box that we can uh, either as a move to, you know, try to compete with PS4. Frankly, you know, they're not doing so well, but at the same time, they see it more as, um, their their last move to doing these types of hardware upgrades. Um, as far as I see, right, we talk about like a lot about this with Ray, but you know the incremental upgrades are it's it's a PC basically now, but it's one of those nice um, to me at least what what it was before was there's this base that you can rely on either 50 million customers having. So as a developer, it's easy for me to like, all right, as long as I make it run on this box, 
then I have 50 million mm-hmm. potential customers. And consoles were so attractive, mainly because um, PC wasn't that, right? So the shift now is that you see that more with the phone, mm-hmm. where, all right, even if you have an S7 versus X, S8, you know, I could still um, build for the lowest uh, not the lowest tier of uh, what's available, but the lowest tier that the team wants to build for. Like, all right, we're building for the S7 as an example. Um, and so that's going to work for systems uh, after that. But that gives you the base customer, uh, the customer base of like what? So now what made consoles attractive to developers uh is in the mobile market, right? Um, having a bigger user base that you can build for, and then you having a technology that every developer um, can aim for, it's, it's a lot easier. So the shift there uh, has happened. But that's not to say that the game um, industry as a whole isn't doing well. Like uh, year after year, we're profiting more and more, but, um, I'm actually curious, and I don't know, Larry, you, ha- you have any insight on this uh, whatsoever, but like the console as a whole, I mean, besides it being, I mean, is it selling more that you think uh, the, the console games? So I, I look at the strength of the console and I, I believe that it's actually dwindling in the eyes of the customer. And mm-hmm. The people who are diehard consoles or who have had consoles their whole life, like still believe in it, like myself, yourself, I still want a console. But excuse me, I've said this before. The kids who are supposed to fill in the gaps when we leave video games to just go be with our families and raise kids, they've grown up without consoles. They started on the Uh iPhone, iPad, you know, babysitter era. And so all the games that they could care about are on the phone, maybe PC because like Overwatch is just killing it. <laughs> but the right, way that right. I look at it is like it's not a loop anymore. It's it's a funnel. It's a it's a bucket that has a hole in it that's bigger than the amount of water that's going into the bucket. Right. Mm-hmm. So eventually it's just going to run. It's going to run dry. It's going to run its course. Now, metaphors aside, let's just look at the solid data. Right. When there was a PS1. The PS1 was all you needed until the PS2 came out. And the PS2 was a significant step up, right? And then in the PS2 era, or actually, I guess late PS1, they did like the the little PSONE, but I think that actually came after PS2. But with PS2, then they were like, okay, cool. You got the PS2. That's going to last until we start talking about the PS3. And just before then, we're going to do the PS2 Slim. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the launches mm-hmm. coincide with each other. But for most of the life, and that's just, a, I'm, a, I'm assuming it's like somewhere around like 90% of the life, all you needed was the PS2. Now we get into the yeah. 360. We have the 360. Then we have the, oh, the arcade edition 360, the 360 that has bigger hard drive. And like, oh, now this is this other 360. And Xbox One is the Xbox One. Then it's the Xbox One S. And then it's the Xbox One with the one terabyte hard drive. And then it's the Xbox One X, which is still considered part of the same generation because it plays the same software. So I don't know. It's not a full step up because. No other console before was like, hey, the games that are being released are going to be the uh, games that will come directly for our box, right? PS3 games did not play on PS2. So the fact that Xbox One 
X games play on Xbox One. Clearly, they're still part of the same generation, but it's a major console upgrade. And so uh-huh. they're offering this a la carte selection of consoles where it's like, man, you can't just sell the console by itself. Like, that's not good enough anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's a big sign to me that like it's getting harder and harder to sell consoles. Plus, let's go back to Nintendo Wii, right? When Xbox and, and Sony or Microsoft and Sony were copying the motion controls because they were like, oh, no, these guys have incredible market share. Look how many people bought the Wii. We need motion controls as well. Huge blunder on both of their behalf. Nobody gives a crap. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hate to say it, but nobody gives a crap about the motion controls on the Xbox or the PS4, right? big misstep uh-huh. all of uh-huh. that is a sign that points towards like i think the writings on the walls are telling these people like the gravy train is about to pull up into the station and everyone off uh-huh. you know yeah um i will say i definitely know that the ps4 pro was a half step and they had a lot of runway before the xbox one x but both of these are supposed to be the like 4K device, the next next generation stuff. And they're supposed to last all the way through. I don't know what the next step of television is. I, I don't even know if we'll have TV units anymore after 4K. I don't know how they're going to improve that. I don't want to see more pixels. They probably have to do something. But anyway, yeah. these next boxes are supposed to carry us through, right? But the way that I actually look at it, Brandon, is I don't feel like as an industry, the console manufacturers are learning from the mistakes that have occurred in the industry, which is every time you do the console step up and double the fidelity, you make it more expensive for people to make video games for your console when we are chasing graphical fidelity. Right. So. If we can no longer afford to chase graphical fidelity and we're just going to make games that are fun, then what is the major benefit of being the beefy 4K best looking graphics console out there when what's fun again is Cuphead, is Uh Overwatch, is Minecraft, is all these things that have millions and millions. Well, I don't think Cuphead has millions and millions yet, but Cuphead did very well. Uh, It has at least a million. At least a million. (laughs) But what I'm saying is like these audiences are huge and they could give a crap about the hottest graphics, you know, uh, graphical fidelity and amazing immersion quality, like top of the line. They just want fun experiences. And if that's the consumer base, if that's the interest right now, if the barometer says they just want fun, then really, why do I have to go to a console? I can go to the phone. I can go to the PC. I can go so many other ways to get gaming experiences these days that I just, I have low hopes for PS six and Xbox two. <laughs> is uh I think Xbox One X and the PS4 Pro are probably the last like solid generation of consoles that will live all the way through like maybe five years. After that, I think it's gonna be so shoddy that if they come out with a PS6 and if they come out with another Xbox past the one X, I don't see them doing very well. That's uh I think we're at looking at the last five, six years of single box, no component upgrade unit for playing games with the same spec. That was a mouthful. Hopefully you guys follow. (laughs) Yeah. I I always feel like um, Nintendo has always, well, well, let's say every other generation, right? The Wii and of course the uh, Wii U did not do well, but the Switch is catching on. Mm. The Switch is serving a purpose, and it's always been the philosophy they create uh, to create fun software. 
uh, first. Uh, of course, they have all these uh, um, nice hard, you know, the, the, the Wii controllers, the, the motion controllers was a huge hit, and uh, them being able to uh, um, transfer hardcore games on, on a mobile device, right? I mean, the 3DS has always done well, but finally a, a console-like experience, uh, a real console transfer to a mobile device which is what Switch is about, uh, has been really successful, right? And I've been enjoying it. And the differentiation um, with mobile uh, games, for me, uh, I, I still haven't been able to define it, right? So there's a lot of games on mobile devices, but we all know that most people who play mobile games would only spend a maximum of five to ten minutes on it uh, during transit or, or, or uh, waiting in line, right? Mm -hmm. But there hasn't really been uh, a game that is on the same level as like something like Zelda, mm -hmm. right? Um, or is should there be? And if so, would it even be successful? The same exact game on a mobile device. And let's just forgive uh, the, the hardware. Uh, uh, technical limitations, right? Let's just say there's a phone out there with the same exact hardware as uh, a Nintendo Switch, but has all the phone capabilities. Like, would it still succeed? Mm -hmm. And uh, for some reason, it won't, right? We kind of know it won't. No. For some reason. Because for it's a multi... Uh, uh, when you look at a phone, you're looking at it as multiple uh, capabilities uh, that isn't for games, right? That's not the priority. It's just a side perk. And most people use phones for other reasons. But just because of that, right, just the perceived notion of what a mobile device is, uh, why can't it recreate that switch experience, even if you duplicate it over? And, and I feel a lot of that has to do with um, not hardware, but like the, the social aspect of what a phone is, you know, like what people accept what a phone is. And so we're, I feel like we're still a ways away. So uh, to solve that issue, to solve that, um, the concept of what a mobile game can be. Um, and it's weird because eventually I do see a Samsung device, Apple device, a pixel, Google pixel phone, reaching the capabilities of a PS4 and X. But the acceptance to play Assassin's Creed on those devices, would it be there by that time? I mean, will the customer that uh, the kids or the, the youngs that grew up on mobile games, will they naturally mature to hardcore games like we did, right? We started out lighted, most gamers, at least in our age bracket or in the industry, they started out on lighter type of games for going into hardcore, right? That's how that's transition for casual But Would we see these game transitions um, as well? And is console mostly going to be trying to support other hardware <coughs> like AR, VR, and that will justify for the uh, hardware specification upgrades? Uh, that we're seeing and uh, if not software like what was interesting is like the Xbox One X is out there was a, a accompanying um, article talking about how Microsoft is um, on Gama Suture talking about how they're uh, refocusing efforts mm 
mm-hmm. in their software development or developing games. I guess the last few years they've been kind of uh, reducing investment in it, mm-hmm. and now they're looking to invest again uh, because they were looking at the quarterly sales and hardware and the same quarter right now they only saw a 1% increase Ooh. yeah and it's not like the PS4 is beating Xbox on hardware right in, in every generation it has always been about software the Xbox 360 you know did better than the PS3 mostly because of software even though their hardware is probably yeah. On par, right? But it was software that killed them. Yeah. They had and some of the biggest first party stuff when the 360 era debuted and great marketing, too. Right. And so uh, them refocusing effort is because, yeah, the One X is out. And I can't really, outside of Bray, I don't really know anyone that talks about it. <laughs> <laughs> this is not like a huge, I'm, I don't even see banners. You know, they want, and it's weird marketing, right? They're kind of like, holding back on it as well because they their marketing is um, yes the 4K and uh, Forza mm. but they're really holding back on trying to promote it as like the next hardware because they don't want to upset their user base they don't want to say hey all your Xbox games before uh, Xbox One games before are useless no actually you know you should be happy with that, but this is for the people who don't have an Xbox One yet, yeah. and all games will work yeah. uh, on across all platforms. There's not going to be an exclusive, and it's a weird type of messaging. And I don't know if it's deliberate. I don't know if it was the knee-jerk reaction. It can't be because you know they paid a lot of money to make sure that this box yeah. is uh, the hottest stuff. But at the same time, they're not really investing in software exclusively for their hottest hardware, right? They're just like, nope, everything that you had before works exactly the same. Hey, you have one already? Don't even worry about this one. Uh, It's weird. Yeah, how do you... (laughs) It's like, how do you even sell one of these things? Um, And especially in a time where consoles are such an enigma in where it's going and, um, you know, the existing user base are the old guys like us, um, who's uh, going extinct. Right? I, I don't see yeah. too many. I don't see Apple lines yeah. in front of the Sony store and a Microsoft store. Right? I don't see that anymore. Let me. I don't see anyone rushing for it or anything. Let me ask you this: What did your son ask you for for his birthday? Was it a PS5? Was it a PS? Excuse me, a PS4 or an Xbox 360? Xbox One? None of that. None of that. At most, the Switch. At most, the Switch. Hmm. And that was mostly because of the software. Yeah. But the idea that um, you know we can play on the go was very attractive. And even then, I have to explain to him, you know, that type of stuff. You know, at his age, I was asking for the PS2. I was yeah. asking for the PS3. You know, it's a lot different. I mean, he has. Um, we have our phones lying around and of course we have our older phones mm-hmm. on eBay yet lying around. Of course he's using it. And so there isn't really um, a need for uh, the new toy, the new hardware toy, the new uh, system toy, right? Mm-hmm. He's like, I have a phone right here. It has my Lego uh, games on it, right? I have all these, you know, every movie that comes out, the new store, I have the store game. Available for one ninety nine. So the the like you said, we're on our way out. There's no commercials for 
for these things, you know, TV, like, where do I even watch this stuff except for on YouTube? Like kids these days, their commercials are either through streaming services like YouTube or, uh, or that's it. (laughs) What what kind of ad billboards maybe, but like my, in my home, at least we don't have cable. We don't watch, you know, national television stuff. It's just Netflix, uh, YouTube, uh, you know, on demand type of stuff. Mm -hmm. So, if you're not in the uh, web of gaming, at least the traditional gaming, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't see how we're acquiring new customers. So what's interesting so. Is, is you uh, you bring up Netflix, right? So let's yeah. uh, use that as a segue to actually transition into one of the good things that is on the horizon about game development in the next five years, which is all the like early adoption ps3 xbox 360 era companies that were trying to do game streaming it looks like they were on to something but again being the first one through the door you're getting shot you're Mm. gonna die someone has to go through the door Mm. i forgot where i heard this i think it was like a call of duty uh promotion somewhere recently but like they they were the ones that had to sacrifice being the first to go through the door and not really take hold. The internet bandwidth wasn't there. Uh, there's just so many reasons why we weren't ready for a game streaming. But now yeah. it looks like Microsoft, within three years, is going to have a fully functional game streaming platform. Not a here's a code, download the game. Not But a system where you don't even need a hard drive, really. Uh, uh-huh. You just say you want to play this game and much like a YouTube video streaming to your device, data will go from them to your phone. You send input, they calculate input and then send it back to you and let you know what has happened. They're anticipating that they'll be able to do this in the same latency as you already are able to play video games right now, you know, in the future. That's huge to me. That's huge. Yeah. If it works. (laughs) Yeah. If it works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean like the biggest problem with gaming a mobile phone is, you know, a lot of the five minutes is like, um, that's just the habit of, of someone playing on the phone, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's during me having to kill time. But, um, oh, and, uh, and technically, not just uh, graphical fidelity, but technically, you can't play games too long on the phone. It'll, your phone will explode, it'll overheat, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's that limitation. And actually, you know, if you really want that focus, you, Game uh, mobile uh, phone companies will rectify their problem. They are right. Eventually, they're going to get to the point. I mean, Oculus is coming out with their VR uh, headset, that on on the go headset that isn't using a phone to solve that very same issue where you know uh, you can play games that doesn't overheat and blow up in your face with your VR. Um, So, I mean, all these problems are solvable. But the idea is, um, you know, when I can play like other life experience on my phone, would I? Uh, unless I want to as a hardcore gamer, yeah, of course I would. It's just a, it's just a TV in my pocket, right? So why wouldn't I? Um, but I feel like the the uh, a regular customer, a regular consumer, it doesn't think that way. For some reason, there's a disconnect uh, between hardcore and casual, and uh, um, if Xbox can solve that, and I believe a lot of that was driven by the phone business, like pushing technology, pushing the ability to connect on 4G or LTE or whatever, you know, faster internet service um, has enabled the 
uh, game streaming to uh, make it work now, basically, and make it more viable um, for, for everyone to enjoy. So uh, Sony has their own online uh, game streaming um, as well. And uh, I don't know if the Switch will do the same, but there's really no reason why um, with every console generation um, upgrade for console makers to keep making consoles, right? I mean, they're making a lot of money, sure, but even when they first release it, right, they always sell it at a loss. Right? So for that first year, they're, yeah. they're biting the bullet. But consumers already have spoken, right? They like software, right? It's the software that makes them want to buy the console. So just let's skip that part because everyone has a console now, technically, in their pockets. Let's just make good games <laughs> and skip that whole problem. Because right now the console guys, I feel like they're just giving up a bit. <laughs> I mean, PS4 is enjoying their ride. They're selling well. But mostly because of their games are doing well, right? They have a, I mean, the appeal is to have their own ecosystem, right? I mean, maybe that's the biggest push is to have their own ecosystem um, existing on their system, on their console, and having full control without having to uh, appease Samsung, Apple, like all these different companies that are not theirs in, in profit sharing, right? But I feel that that's often, that's often offset by the risk and the hardware problems mm -hmm. um, and pretty much, you know, releasing their One X means the original Xbox One inventory that are still not sold are just left in the dust pretty much. They're, they're fighting that bullet yeah. in the long run. Um, I mean, like you said, there's no way there's going to be Xbox Two. But why? Why would there be? I just, I just don't unless, see it, man. I, unless it's for augmented reality, and they need a box that they can ship with it. <laughs> like it's 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 it has to be another hardware coupled with their box to uh, make it work. I feel. You, you know Otherwise, yeah. You know what's interesting, Brandon, is uh, I did a survey today, and the average age of game players now has risen to 35. Oh, Whereas wow. I remember when I was in college, I think it was like 18, 19. The average right. age. So the average age is now 35, which is almost double that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Is this for console or for everything? Oh, just everything in general. So it could be that like, well, games are more accessible, so more people are playing them, but it could also be like that older, people, yeah. exactly, but it could also be up. that there's like people are growing up with games, which I also believe. And it's like, I sit there and I say to myself, do I see myself, Larry Charles at 40 years old being like, I can't wait to go buy the new Xbox at 45, at 50, 55, 60, you know, like when I say 60, I'm like, no, 55, no, 50, no, 45, mm, you know what I mean? Like, 
I'm mm. I'm looking at the next ten years and I'm saying like I this might be it, guys. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'm not yeah. just basing it on my own decision. It's just like I know the people behind me could give two shits about a console. So I'm trying to find where along that line of between where we are now and when I hit 45, where I'll, I'll just say where like the death of the console will occur. And I'm not trying to preach like doom and gloom. I think the game industry is always going to be here. People are going to want entertainment that's interactive regardless, right? We had chess, we had checkers, we had console to me is nothing more than like just a, a couple evolutions of like board games, right? Like it's the same thing. It's an entertainment experience that you can interact with. It's just got way more bells and whistles than a pla- a cardboard board with some like little bottle caps on top. You know, we've come a long right. way and I think it's just going to continue to evolve. You know, perhaps we won't need the console even because internet speeds will finally be as fast as they are in like Korea or Japan in America. And we can just say like, Hey, you know what? I don't even have a hard drive. Everything is stored on the server at Amazon. I'm just accessing what they have and playing it. I think that's going to be a really interesting time in the game industry. Uh, because one people won't be able to cheat your stuff. You know, people won't be able to not pay for it because there's nothing to buy. It's like either you're using this platform to access this content or you're not. Right. Through the internet service. Exactly. Through your internet service. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think the timing of that would eventually happen where internet uh, is going to catch up where we can do that and then um, where consoles are going and where casual players are turning into more hardcore players. Like there is a, a convergence I'm seeing where eventually, yeah, I will go have a Sony account where I am just streaming games that they made uh, first party wise mm-hmm. onto and bang- um, my phone. And the same way that Disney is kind of like departing from Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Ubisoft at that point or uh, any other AAA publishers won't really need to have a, to go through Sony or Microsoft, yeah. right? They can just go straight to, hey, this is the Activision exactly. app. <laughs> exactly. The smart, the PS5 app. <laughs> right, exactly. As long as you have a Samsung TV, you can get the PS5 app. Yeah, and... Uh, I think it's better for that to to do something like that. I mean, everything's pointing toward downloading games anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, The same way that people are kind of moving away from DVDs. Yeah. Uh, Blu-ray still has life, but barely, you know, if you can stream, yeah, barely, but if you can stream it, why not just stream it or buy it off of YouTube (laughs) or anything like that? Yeah. So, um, I see games doing the same way. They're moving, we're moving more and more away from this. You know, AAA games nowadays, if uh, listeners or uh, anyone hasn't figured it out, it's like most of the time it's an empty disc that they should be. <laughs> There's a reason why you're, you're, you're putting in your disc in there and you got to wait a whole day for it to download. It's downloading the game. Uh, the disc is they, just so you don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's holding on to something uh, the same way that manuals uh, used to be like this whole like mm-hmm. uh, tutorial thing uh, that was shipped with your uh, case. 
now it's just a piece of paper, but not, not the same way the disc is empty and, and you're just downloading the game. I mean, everything's moving towards that internet services have become so much faster, so much cheaper and affordable. Phone, if anything, has pushed taking internet services on the go where, you know, it, it competes with that. Like Korea, we're going to eventually hit that point. And um, if consoles are dwindling, and, uh, you know, PC games are still doing fine because, um, you know, it's a multi-purpose device, same as the mobile. So there's no reason for PCs to go away, right? Um, people are using it for other things. Inconveniently, it plays games. So Steam uh, is already doing what we're talking about. Like, you know, people are moving away from Steam to make their own streaming gaming yep. uh, thing. Um, you know, Blizzard has their own thing. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure at some point Ubisoft would do their own thing. EA already did their own thing called Origin. Um, I don't know if that's still working. I guess it's still working out. <laughs> EA has Whatever. enough money that it, it, it still exists, right? Like it's, yeah. I wouldn't say working. I'm just going to say it still exists. Right. They're, they're, they've committed to it, so... Yeah. And then what it was like, uh, there was a Chinese company, it wasn't Tencent, but it was um, a really major player that actually, uh, you know, um, came with, came out with their own steam type service mm. for China. Mm-hmm. So there's completely uh, marble, maybe something like that. Actually, no, I think that marbles Korea. I don't think they're China, but anyway, yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah. But, but something, so, a major player entered in yeah. who has already the Chinese market, which is like 1.1 billion people. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's a huge market that team uh, already can't compete with. Uh, and they're probably going to contain it there. Who knows? But like a lot of the publishers um, and, and not just that, right. A lot of publishers are, are moving more and more away from using uh, third-party engines mm-hmm. like Unity or Unreal, right? A lot of them are developing their own. EA has their own. Mm-hmm. Activision Frostbite. has their own. Right. Yeah, Ubisoft has plenty of their own. Like every <laughs> every sand, sand, sand yeah. They, Dude, that's how they like, start game development. Is they're like, all right, time to yeah. make a new game. Who's making the engine? Create engine? Yeah, they have like four or five different kinds that are right. all open world. I don't know why they do that, but that's the way they've been doing it. So. Like the major publishers all pretty much have their own. I can't, you know, unless if you're not the top, you're not the do- top dog unless you have your own engine. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like in the middle, right? You're yeah. the triple, double A, triple I uh, that are using Unreal and Unity because, you know, you don't have that funds to create your own uh uh engine. Man, listen so, to what you uh, just said, dude. Let me jump in for a sec. It, yeah. Unless you're double A or triple I, you're using you're, you have your own engine, and it, yeah. it, it sounds crazy until I sat here and thought about it. I was like, no, you're exactly right, right? Like Grand Theft Auto Five, if they sell twenty million copies at sixty dollars within a certain mm-hmm. period, they are not about to fork over no fifteen percent, thirty percent to Epic Games mm-hmm. of twenty million copies at sixty bucks. For that amount of money, they're like, no, we'll just build our own engine because yeah. we can use it for Grand Theft Auto 5. 
They can use it for Red Dead. They can use it for, you know, whatever games they work on because they have their engine. And that 35% cut or whatever the cut would have been that would have gone to Unreal or that would have gone to Unity, they keep it for themselves. They make their own products. They don't have to split anything. The execs get two Lamborghinis instead of one. I get Mm -hmm. it. It makes sense. Yeah. So there's a lot of gears moving and shifting Mm -hmm. just from one generation. Um, from the PS3 to the PS4. All right, we're using PS3, PS4. Yeah. They're numerically they're more convenient, and uh, I feel like Sony is <laughs> doing a better job with their names. It's like, oh my god, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get your shit together, Microsoft. Anyways, so yeah, just in one generation, we're seeing all these things moving. Where uh, you know consoles are kind of like expiring with their user base. Uh, um, this is the same guys. We're getting older. Mm-hmm. we're used to this model uh, we like the games you know mobile isn't there yet where we can play these games on it uh, so you know um, and if and even in that case you know if the console games are on PC like Steam and most of them are you know I'm, I'm going to play it on my PC right and we're dealing with the same guys who would have a pretty good uh, PC rig by now. Yeah, uh, we might have started out with a PS2 because we can't afford a high end computer, yeah. but we've grown up now. We got jobs, yeah. so uh, yeah, we have a high end PC now. And so, like, if I see a game that's on a PS4 that I can get on Steam, I'm getting it on Steam. Yeah. Um, for the mere fact that I'm at some, you know, someday my PS4 is going to be collecting dust in the garage. Mm. That's that's the main reason. Uh, and yeah, even if I upgrade my PC, I'm going to have it digitally forever. You know, it's the best kept library I've had, uh, since I was a kid. No Uh, dust, no scratches. (laughs) Exactly. Doesn't take up space. Right. So I'm looking at my Steam library. It's like, oh, I still have that game that I played a long time ago. I'll just re-download it and play it again. And my internet's so fast, right? It's still simple, right? So a lot of the issues and a lot of the, uh, things um, that we're arriving to for what's next, you know, what's going to be, where, where's game development going? Where, where are the games going? It's like, it's happening either on the PC or mobile right now. It's just like kind of scatterbrains, right? It's like, um, it wasn't as clear and simple as it was before where, yeah, we, I have a PS2. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is how games, game development doing. Uh, <laughs> it's like, you know, everyone's, developing for the console uh, on the PS2, PS3. So you know uh, the bulk of your sales, you know the direction of where it's going. Uh, now there's a reason to upgrade to PS4 because now we can do more things with it. Uh, but now there's just so much hardware available and uh, you can just even look at Microsoft. Holy crap. There's like three different hardwares for the same generation <laughs> or four, four different hardware. It's like how many consoles do you guys need yeah. to, to, to sell games? You know that you suck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, shots fired. Shots fired. Well, it's true, right? It's like, if you're secure, you don't need this many configurations to try to convince the market. And yeah. to me, even with that, it's like, you don't get it. <laughs> I'm, I'm talking, you know, we talk to NTC Ray all the time because he literally is the only one I know that is getting a, a Xbox One X. But like, even 
a hardcore guy like him, like what games you playing with is like, well, I guess I can play all my old games. It's like, then why are you getting it? Because it looks better in 4K. It's like, and that's why you're the only one <laughs> that's getting it. It's not good of enough reason for the radio consumer uh, to understand. But yeah. maybe that's, you know, they're just replacing their old boxes so that, of course, the preferred one would be the One X and not the original Xbox One. But I'd, I'd like if, to know if you're, if you're a dying dinosaur, right? Is that the best reason to keep making these things? I'd like you're to know. I'd like to know how much Microsoft and Sony have spent on all the unsold hardware that exists, right? I don't see people buying Xbox one originals anymore, but I know that there's probably a shit ton of these things in Amazon warehouses all over the world. I know. Xbox yeah. one S's. How many unsold Xbox one S's there are? How many Xbox one X's there are going to be that are probably going to unsell for a while. There's so much hardware out there because they tried to maintain all these different SKUs. It's like, holy shucks. All that money could just, when we get to the point where they go the Sega route and they're like, you know what? Computers and TVs are just, you know, powerful enough. Cell phones are powerful enough. We're just going to bring you content. We're going to focus on bringing you content. We're still going to charge you 60 bucks. It's still going to say, you know, Sony products, Microsoft products. We're going to be publishers now instead of hardware manufacturers. I wonder what the the industry is going to look like then. Because I actually, if Sega had a better lineup of offer, like software and first party stuff, man, I think they could be killing it. Like if uh-huh. if Nintendo went the Sega route, forget about it. All that money uh-huh. that they spent on Switch, I would still play whatever Mario Odyssey on my phone. I would still play whatever Zelda game on my PC, or you know what I mean. Like uh-huh. I, I could care less how the Nintendo game is delivered to me because I know that I still want the Nintendo games. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think a lot of what we're talking about is just like a lot of old dogs. <laughs> uh, in in manageral positions, right? Yeah. They're so used to um, hardware. Well, this is the way we've always done it. Yeah, and the same way we're holding on to uh, maintaining consoles, like mm-hmm. buying the PS4s and and Xbox Ones and playing hardcore games on it, is probably you know at another level when you're at the head of this business model. Uh, you believe in it, you grew up on it, it's always been working up until this point. Uh, so for them, it's probably harder to see a difference uh, in how they deliver mm-hmm. their software. So uh, it really will have to take a hipster at some point to come into the console business and kind of like upgrade it a bit into a service instead of uh, making hardware, uh, basically. Um, the crazy thing is they're still selling it, right? Obviously, they're making these upgrades because the last one sold well, and every year they have something to promote because promoting old hardware, uh, for some reason, never works. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's old news, right? You can't regurgitate old news. So uh, having a reason now by changing a letter and promising it's double the hardware capacity, but not enough for a generational leap is enough of a reason and, 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 uh, to sell it even more. And I'm doing air quotes would be telling them all your old games would work on this and no new games would be coming out for this. Uh, it's such a weird 
type of messaging that I have yet to understand with the PS4 uh, Pro and the Microsoft X, One yeah. S and the X. So, um, I just see a bunch of old people <laughs> <laughs> like making these decisions. That's all I see. Yeah. yeah. It sucks, but that's just the way it is, man. Big business wants to stay in big business, you know, and they're going to do whatever they can to kind of protect the old way of making money instead of just, you know, realizing that things are changing and they could either be the first one with the most money to pioneer into the new space or they can just be the biggest fish in a sinking ship or some sort of metaphor where, you know, they're the last one on the gravy train. Because, like, yeah. Look at Exxon and all of them. Like they want us to buy gas so bad that we're still going to war over stupid oil. And Tesla's out there killing it with these extended range vehicles that go like 300 miles on a single charge. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's like I think that the game industry needs to have that moment where they're like, all right, look, gamers are consuming games completely different physical media is dying pre-orders are dying you know consoles are not being supported the same way they used to and i'm not even saying this as hate i'm simply saying this as be aware of the climate of the industry and make your bets two years ahead three years ahead and i don't think 4k alone is it I'm definitely happy to see that Microsoft is starting a game streaming service and will it be successful right away? Maybe not because the transition is like too in your face, but if the offering is great, then fuck the transition. Cause who thought that Netflix was going to be Netflix besides Netflix when they first came out, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like blockbuster laughed at them and now blockbusters out of business. So, right. Well, yeah, I, I do feel, um, Nintendo has these ideas where uh, it really works out for them. Um, like the Switch came at the right time. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of hardcore gamers that uh, the mobile market isn't ready for yet mm-hmm. in terms of hardware uh, and, and just maturity. But, uh, you know, the, the, the main customers that are buying these consoles have gotten older and me personally like I'm at a point where if I need to game I got to do it on the go I can't really dedicate too much time at home and what I do is for multiplayer quick like 30 minute mm-hmm. session uh, per day if anything but I can't invest in the latest Final Fantasy or, or whatever uh, even though I really want to right I really want to play these games but I can't um, yeah, where are you going to get 45 hours from? Exactly. <laughs> so there's this, for me, like there's a huge, if we're, if we're still catering to those guys, to us basically who grew up on consoles, we're in this weird transitional period where I, I personally don't know where to go yet. Like I haven't even bought a PS4 or Xbox One. It's not even on my wish list uh, in the near future. It's like, it's, it's on the bottom of the list of anything. It's like, yeah, it'd be nice to have it. I wouldn't mind. Like I would love to play the current games and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, we're not there yet. So uh, until then, I'm going to play my Zelda on my Switch and uh, wait for my mobile, uh, my Pixel Five or whatever, or the next. I'm not going to buy an Apple. That's great, <laughs> but uh, my next Pixel. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and until it gets to that point where I can play Assassin's Creed, not the bite-sized version, but the full-on console version on my phone, I, either through a, a streaming service, most likely in the near future, um, I'm not going to invest into a console as much. Right? If I come across it and I just had $300 spare cash in my pocket, yeah, sure, I'll buy it. But I'm not lining up for it anymore. I'm mm-hmm. not even really planning for one anymore. And I've been hardcore since PS1 uh, days, right? Um, so what's going on? Well, is it life? Of course. But my desire um, to play these games is still there, right? It's just that the convenience is isn't anymore. So that has changed. But at the same time, you know, I have a phone mm-hmm. and there's a foray of, um, like every time I go in the app store, right, I see a game that really looks appealing. Um, surprisingly really good uh, quality, right? But I'm not going out there uh, out of the app, Apple store to download onto my phone so I can play it in my spare time, right? That's like for me personally, I, like, I still don't know why I don't treat my phone more like Switch, uh, and it could mainly be because the games aren't the same mm-hmm. as the games on the Switch or on a console. It's not there yet. I mean, there's a lot of good games for sure, but it, it's more tailored towards the casual crowd than the hardcore. I'm there's starting to be games for more hardcore, and I, I see the course of that developing, but I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm not seeing the same experience that I would get out of console in the phone uh, yet. So until then, I'm kind of just like hanging out on my PC, if anything, or playing on my Switch. And that's type of, I feel like we're creating a lot of that um, type of gamer right now with all these console upgrades and stuff. Um, there's not really a place for me to go. So that's a huge market, I feel, that's kind of lost. That isn't upgrading, but isn't um, really waiting for the next big thing. It's kind of just like, oh, what's going on? And I'm a game developer, for God's sake. So <laughs> I, I get it. I'm different. I, I should, everything should be a gimmick. So it's so- a problem that we're having now. And this is actually a, a good point or in time to kind of bring up this one thing that I find very interesting. And this is not console generation specific gaming because this is PC, but Blizzard at BlizzCon just announced that original WoW or WoW Classic, World of Warcraft Classic, which is the 1.0 edition, I guess up until maybe the first expansion. I don't know how the details work, but the original version of World of Warcraft they're going to re-release it on a like on a set of servers or maybe one or two servers as WoW Classic. I'm talking the without all the benefits and updates and additions, the original game when it came out, they're re-releasing. And mm-hmm. it's been a polarizing reception as far as like people who are think that they're interested in it and people who say that they're interested in it, and then people who are hating on it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth talking about right now because it's it's along the lines of what we're going through, which is I, I have this nostalgia for like, yeah, that was when WoW was fun. Like the early days when like I cared about getting a blue piece or 
God for sake, a, a purple piece. Like mm-hmm. I would, I'd do a backflip if I got a purple piece back then. And you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like the Care Bear game, not that it is, but it definitely didn't cater to casual players as much as it does now. Right. Like the experience held no punches. It was rough. It was rugged and it was very primitive as far as comparing it to where it is now. Right. Right. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want. That's what I say, though. But now I'm 33 years old. You know, I have a career. Um, I have a very strong relationship with my girlfriend who probably doesn't even want to hear me talk about going back to play a game that I used to suck four to five hours, you know, every other day into. Yeah. It, there's just no place for that. And because of that. I'm not going to get to progress as fast as I did or even anywhere near close to what I would want to progress. Right. Uh Like if I made any friends on the server, they're probably going to leave. They're probably going to get 60 before I do. Like there's, I see all these things that tell me that Larry, it's not going to be like you wanted it, even Uh though it's exactly what I want, what I say that I want. Uh Right. Like I'm not in that time period anymore where I can dedicate four months to you know trying to grind out these levels every day and finally get a level 60 and then start really playing the game by doing the end game content i honestly i feel like it's a little too late for me because i'm just gonna like yeah i'll join for like a month and get to like level 17 and be like yeah that was fun i missed those days yeah but but these bills gotta get paid yo (laughs) Yeah, I mean, our, our life situation is very different now. And us being the hardcore gamers, right, like, it's pretty dangerous to <laughs> cater to us uh, and base a whole business around us mm-hmm. because, you know, we're not going to grow the industry at all. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, the growth in the industry has been significant. Yeah. But it's like a whole different type of, it's a whole different crowd. Like, mm-hmm. um you know, seeing someone in the subway playing for a game, playing a game on their phone that I've never seen before is happening almost 99% of the time now. It's not even close to me uh, knowing what's going on, mm-hmm. what's hot right now. Mm-hmm. It's like games I've never seen, never heard about, you know, at least. Um, and even when I go on blogs to look at gaming news, it's not even where I would see it on, right? Like the gaming news that I get are hardcore games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, a, I'm completely out of loop. Right. And, uh, and it's not like I'm going to Apple site and they're telling me what to look for mm-hmm. or look, these are the blog sites that we recommend you looking at for the top games for iPhones. Right. There's, there's no like wallpaper on the Android store telling me, you know, unless it's the, the play top 10, like, uh, I don't like looking at that. It's, you know, can't crash. It look, you know, it's the games that we're used to. Uh, you know, and of course we've heard of those uh, uh, those types of games that are the yeah. most popular, but there's just so much more, so many more games that we've never heard of that are of great quality, made by uh, a lot of hardcore guys who are trying to open up the market to hardcore gamers. Right? It's it's hard to find those guys, especially if they never published a game before. I know they're out there, but I'm already like five steps um, in trying to find a game to just play. Like, uh, I'm already uh, disinterested in that process that I'm doing something else. It's like, you're already lost me, man. <laughs> like I was initially interested, but I don't even know where to go. 
to kind of find games that I like. I mean, um, so uh, before we kind of brought that up with YouTube streamers, like, it would be great right, if they can go do the same thing that they're doing for hardcore games. For mobile games, I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's got to be someone that's possibly that's already doing that. Maybe listeners can recommend us some. <laughs> but the PewDiePies that we hear about, right, those aren't like the big... And I guess it's harder to, <laughs> to seem popular uh, doing uh, uh, Let's Play with iPhone games. <laughs> how, how, how long would that last? But maybe that's a great idea. Maybe I just gave a YouTuber a great idea too. Because to me, there's a huge market for that. Like I don't, I would love to know what uh, you know type of games there are on the iPhone right now that I haven't heard of. Um, so... That's that's like me being a gamer, right? If the gamer like me who who've been playing games for a long time is confused, mm-hmm. basically. Like what chance does a console maker have to kind of guess what I want next, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but relying on, you know, just keep making what we've been doing, upgrade the hardware, make it run faster, uh you know, high, higher game uh, graphic fidelity, uh, but not really stopping the pause to think about, you know, do, who do we cater to really if we want to grow the market, right? Are we just catering to the same crowd until they die, right? So that gives us, what, what 15, 20 more years <laughs> of life. Um, because this is the unfortunate part, right? The um, Both the hardcore console makers, Sony and Microsoft, uh, they both don't understand the mobile business at all. They tried and failed miserably at making their own phones. Yeah. Right? So what the, it was the Sony had the Ericsson or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, they were Ericsson, trying to Microsoft yeah, Windows phone. Exactly. Both fail. So uh, the the big dogs that we're betting on here are, are the old dogs who don't understand the new business at all. Um, and it's not like they have apps on those on our existing phones to, 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 to even understand the software side of things. Like, I feel like they have no presence at uh, what the new console generation is for, and the new type of games that are, uh, are, 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 are creating company multi-million dollar companies that are on uh, the same level as like Facebook and Google, right? What, mm-hmm. what was the what, uh, what was the company that sold for like more than the Lucas? It was around the time that George Lucas sold. Oh, uh, uh, the game company, right? Yeah, like they made one game, not uh, or oh, okay, shit, what game? So it wasn't it wasn't WhatsApp. It was not the draw something. Was it King Games? Was it King Games? I think was it, it was King, King when Activision bought King Games? Ah, uh, no. No, no. It was, I know. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. I know you're talking about that. It was a company, and I was like, wow, they made like one game, and they're worth more than all of Star Wars. Eight, eight billion. Yeah. Eight billion valuation or something like that. Well, maybe you can look it up while talking about that. But like, that's huge. Like, that's console. Supercell has been around for a while. Supercell games, Supercell. right? Supercell, 
How do we overlook Supercell? <laughs> Got it. Yeah. So what did they make again? I forgot it. Um, Supercell, Clash of Clans, Clash, Clash Royale. Clash, okay, there we go. Yeah. Clash Royale again, right? $8 billion, $8 million, $8 billion valuation. King got Twice a $6 the, billion dollar evaluation. Yeah. Candy Crush. In in a few short years, like we're talking about five, six years, seven years, you know, when they started, mm-hmm. uh, around that time. So, yeah. Like, how can you uh, be hip. They're like the old guys at a party now, right? They're like, <laughs> they don't understand. So how can they evolve their business without understanding? Either they have to pump in uh, a lot of phone business guys, right? To up their lingo, to uh, change with the times. Uh, but yeah, just they're completely out of the loop as far as I see it. And um, as a consumer, like I'm out of the loop as well. As uh, you know, I have no idea where these uh, kids or uh, not uh, casual players, basically, are, are getting their info. Is it just through word of mouth where they're getting these things I never heard of? Like, how exactly are they consuming these and, and getting information about this? Because I know they're not going on websites looking at blogs. For these games, but it has to do has to be through word of mouth of some sort. I'm too far away from the playgrounds to know how these kids are talking about what games right. are cool, but I can say that word of mouth has like a 99.9% attention rate. As in, mm-hmm. if you were to start talking to me like, hey Larry, have you heard about this game? I'm listening to you, I'm looking at you, I'm engaged, and I want to hear what game you're going to tell me about, at least before I decide on if I want to investigate that or not. Commercial, advertising, any other form is like the retent. It's so low. Like, as soon as I know that my show has stopped, I'm not paying attention. As soon as I know that, like, up oh, the click five seconds and you can get rid of this ad, I'm not even watching your commercial. I'm getting back to my YouTube video. Word of mouth is always king of impressions. And I think that, like, what's probably happening is these games are, like, finding, you know, six or seven people who are like, wow, this is legit. And they tell 10. And then 60 people tell 10 people. And then the 600 people tell, you know, it just keeps kind of exponentially increasing but you have to hope that your game has enough legs that one person will want to tell more than one person you know you don't Mm -hmm. want to replace customers you want to grow customers so i guess i'm hoping that these game companies are like all right we need to make a game that's fun that's challenging that's unique and you will look cool if you tell someone that doesn't know about this game about this game that's a huge incentive Mm. yeah um, for for a system with, I mean, we looked at the specs for the One X, right? Mm-hmm. We've seen how impressive it is. It is an impressive piece of hardware, mm-hmm. and uh, for that price, uh, it is a great deal for sure. I think so, uh, especially for me who hasn't bought an Xbox One. It's 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 attractive if I wanted one. <laughs> uh, but. I don't know. I guess even reading about it on the blog, it's not making that much noise as far as um, like no one's lining up for this thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wait, uh, well, actually I have to, so <laughs> tonight 
people lined up for it. Okay. <laughs> I saw on YouTube that they did have a line of people <laughs> trying to get the, but that was in New York where right. they were having like a promoted uh, Xbox event. I didn't drive by Walmart to see down here. Yeah. It's the same. Right. Yeah. I think I feel like those days are over. Um, like I've been a part of that PS2 launch uh, where I lined up and pretty much drove around to see every store uh, sold out or, uh, you know, there was a really huge line already formed where there was no way of me getting it. Mm-hmm. Didn't see that with the PS3 and sure as hell did not see that with the PS4. Right. I mean, there was some on PS3, but not that much. PS4, absolutely not. Xbox One, absolutely not. Um, it's just don't need, right? But in the meantime, we're still seeing it with iPhones. Well, not even iPhones, right? You don't really see it that much. But it used to be a thing. Mm-hmm. So either the market has matured or the upgrades aren't enough. Or it's probably the upgrades. I feel uh, it's not enough of an incentive for me to do it. The last time I actually stood in line was for the Switch. And that was... Um, that was sold out pretty much everywhere. And so it was completely scarce as well. And I went to Toys R Us uh, because I heard, no, I, I saw an article on Polygon to say that, hey, Toys R Us are actually selling some per location in this many units. And I was like, all right, cool, I got a little bit. Um, and the appeal wasn't really um no graphical fidelity. It's like, oh man, I just want to be able to play it with my, my son. You know, it's two players, two controllers, basically on the go, uh, played everywhere. You know, love the software. Uh, as a whole package, it was attractive. Mm-hmm. I'm not seeing that with Sony. I'm not seeing that with Microsoft. Like, they're not even really um, trying as much anymore with the latest hardware. So. Yeah, dude, it's it's a weird time. Um, I feel like everything they're saving for, what the Xbox Two could be and what the next uh, PS Five could be, is to uh, double down on the VR AR stuff. Like, um, it, it's basically to combo it with another hardware, basically, so that. Um, you know, that's something you can't sell as a service, right? That, that's something you can't really, you could, I guess, basically stream the service and just sell the headset separately. Mm-hmm. But is that enough? Like the market hasn't spoken or uh, signed up for VR, AR yet. It's too early for that. We're like five, 10 years away. For it to be more of a consumer product, yeah, it's 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 on the horizon at least, though. But I, yeah, you're right; it's it's still a while, man. Yeah, and that's the conflict. Yeah, it's, it's too long for Xbox to figure this shit out and to bet on it. Well, how about we do this? 
Let's come back in five years on the sixth, what is that, seventh anniversary of Game Dev Unchained, and let's see, mm-hmm. let's play this episode and see who is right, who is wrong, and we'll take right. a shot for each person who is right or wrong. So when we're not playing PS5 and, or PS6 and Xbox 2, 3, whatever Xbox will be on when the PS5, or dang, when the PS6 is supposed to be out, whatever corresponding mm-hmm. Xbox is supposed to be out then as well, we'll come back and have a couple of laughs. But for now, Mr. Brandon Fam, you know what time it is. We usually have the guests reach out to the audience and say, hey, go promote this awesome stuff. So I'm going to give it to us, Brandon. I'm going to say one thing. I hope you can say one thing, and then we can uh, call it a night. But the first thing I'm going to say is, people, go out there and live your life. You've been listening to this podcast for an hour, and I hope you're multitasking. Whatever you're on your way to do, I hope it's awesome. I hope you live a fulfilling, wonderful life, and you do something that you actually remember today. Don't let all your days be the same routine day in and day out. Give yourself an opportunity to experience something new while you have some time on this earth that's it for me mr brandon fam you got something to drop yeah uh you know we we dedicated this to the game developer you know lifestyle there uh warnings and tips to how to survive the industry um we talk about these problems because we definitely want to see the growth of the industry it's a fun industry to be in you know when it is fun and uh we want more and more people uh, to get in it, uh, because at the end of the day, Larry and I wouldn't be still making games if mm. we didn't like it, right? Yeah. So um, do anything you can, promote the love. It's a lot easier now with the phone, uh, even though these uh, casual players don't admit that they are basically gamers, uh, you know, uh, spread the love, and hopefully that can transition into becoming a game developer. So, uh you know, um, I, I feel like as a whole, that will help us all together uh, to grow the market and to just socially accept uh, games. I feel like it's getting better now where uh, it's okay to play a little bit of Clash of Clans and, and all these other type of games. And uh, I'm, I'm very proud of where we are, for sure. Um the concern comes from love. <laughs> like we want to see the game uh, industry grow and be better than where it is now always. And um, it might be the phone, man. It really might be just the phone. <laughs> just doing better than it is now. So that's our message. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Larry Charles on the mic saying goodnight. This is Brandon Pham. Thanks for joining us. See you guys next week. If you enjoyed this podcast and you want to stay in touch or continue to follow our developments, then you need to go to facebook.com forward slash game dev unchained and drop a like and stay in touch. You can also get the direct feed for this podcast on soundcloud.com forward slash game dev unchained.